This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. everyone and welcome back to another episode of Mercy Talk. I'm Rachel Thomas and I'm here with my brothers, Julie and Vaca, Caleb Holgerson. What's up guys? What's up? Hey, is this hey. the first first podcast with me and Caleb on simultaneously? Is it really? It might be. I think, I think it is. I guess, were you asking me or telling me? <laughs> I, well, I, <laughs> like, no, I, I, I really do think that it is. This is a yeah. milestone, milestone episode. Wow. It is a man show, a man show. show. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Y'all, this is our, our last one for the mental health series. Um, and it was crazy to think about getting through April and now we're through May. Um, someone reminded me the other day, we're halfway through the year and I was like, Oh man, well, I kind of don't hate that so much. (laughs) Normally I'm like, no, don't let it be. Weird one. It is a weird one, dude. It's a weird one. Um, but, you know, this has been a good conversation to have this month, not only in light of everything that has been going on, but I think just in general to not shy away from talking about a subject that can at times be uncomfortable or carries a lot of stigma or maybe even some, sometimes in the church we have not done the greatest job of addressing head on because, again, it goes back to that uncomfortable piece. There's just a lot of... Um, influencing factors in that. But one thing I love about Mercy is that we are very intentional with addressing. I mean, mental health is a huge part of what we do. And so today we kind of just wanted to wrap up the conversation on mental health by um, tying it into this idea of emotional intelligence, which I don't know if you're listening and you listened back in March, we did this whole series on emotional health and you're like, great. Have you guys turned into like Dr. Phil over there? Like what's the problem? <laughs> but I, I really have kind of geeked out and you guys know, cause we geek out about this stuff all the time together, but I feel like there is um, almost this revelation of, of going, oh my gosh, yes, that does um, play a role in my my spiritual life. That does play a role in my mental health and in how I can show up in the world as who God, you know, desires me to be. And so that's kind of where we're going to go with this. And Julian is going to break down really what emotional intelligence is. So if you're like, this is not for me today, hang hang with us because we're going to actually try to make this whole episode three easy steps for you to um, grow in your, we're calling it EQ for short, but your emotional intelligence and how that can affect really your mental health for good. So Julian, do you mind breaking down what I confusingly set up? (laughs) No, that was really good. And I think it's um, probably helpful to just kind of set things up with just a quick definition from helpguide.com. So they define emotional intelligence this way. It's the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. Mm, That's good. So um, yes, that's really, really important to keep in mind anytime you think about um, or hear us reference EQ. That's kind of like just a a general uh, descriptor. Um, And I don't know about you, but it would seem to me that emotional intelligence really impacts 
just about every corner of our lives. Yeah, that covers everything. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, we're talking about family, work, friendships, um, parenting, and the, the list just goes on and on. Yeah. So the better that you guys can understand, the better that we can understand and manage our own emotions rather than letting them control us or even kind of dismissing them, the better um, that our relationships and the quality of life will be. And I think that last one is so important um, because God didn't just design us or create us to just be, to just exist. Um, he very much cares about our health and well-being and our and the overall quality of our life. Um, so you may be thinking, well, duh, that sounds like common sense. That, that sounds <laughs> like a, a, a gimme, a no-brainer. Um, but how many of us listening today have forgotten to consider that the role our emotions play in our mental health is huge, is, is vital? Mm. I mean, we've talked about this a lot on Mercy Talk, but God desires to work in our whole lives. In our whole lives, that encompasses, of course, body, heart, soul, and mind. And that's from Matthew 22, 22 37, excuse me. So what we want to do for this last uh, episode in our Mental Health Awareness Month uh, like Rachel said, is uh, give you guys three ways, three practical ways in which you can grow in your uh, EQ, your emotional intelligence, so that you can experience uh, those benefits for your own mental health journey. And it is a journey. Don't, yeah. don't, don't forget that. Um, there is no three, three steps, three quick, easy things to unlock this. Um, while we're going to give you three ways, understand that those three ways will be setting you up for a journey. Uh, so just wanted to kind of uh, reiterate that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like taking time uh, you know, to dive into, into things like, you know, your emotions, your uh, EQ uh, can pay off big time. You know, when you experience, you know, crisis situations, situations like we're in now where there's just odd things going on, uh, things that you're not, maybe not sure how to handle. Um, you know, it's not that anyone gets a, you know, a, a, a PhD in emotional intelligence, you know, to navigate life, but, um, you know, dealing with, with things that affect us and on a deep level is, uh, will be evident in both us and, and to other people when the hard times come. Uh, so, uh, I guess the big question now is how do we do it? You know, how do we, uh, how can we better understand what we're feeling and, and use that in our relationships with others? If you remember back to our, our, our series in March, we talked a lot about emotions and uh, how suppressing what we're feeling is actually doing more harm than good. And while people may think that ignoring what's going on will make it going go away, whether it's loneliness, anger, fear, sadness, whatever, it only that only leads to depression, which is a suppression of what's going on inside. So for many of us, uh, the first step is in growing our emotional intelligence uh, will be honesty with ourselves about what we're actually feeling. Man, yes. <laughs> and let's just also be honest in saying that being honest with yourself is actually way harder in theory. I mean, it sounds easy, but if I stop and think about all the times that I want to take the time to mess with what I'm feeling, it's just easier to, to like you said, to like, stuff it down or to, to honestly pretend like it's no big deal. And I think a lot of times, and y'all know, we hear this even at mercy that people will come and they'll go, well, I didn't have this situation or I wasn't going through that or I wasn't suicidal. So like it wasn't that bad, you know, so my mental health 
story or journey, like it's not bad enough to have to like dive into or, you know, get help with or whatever. Um, but we know that, that that's not true. Like God desires for us to go to greater levels of freedom um, than even we can imagine, but he doesn't want us to stay where we are. And so I think this idea of asking for, well, I say this idea of being honest with yourself really comes to this place of being okay with taking the risk and asking for help. Mm. Because if if you're going to be honest and say, okay, yes, I am feeling like Caleb said, I am feeling angry. I am feeling lonely. I am feeling, um, you know, hurt or jealous or whatever those other things are that are wrecking you inside, then you have to go, okay, so now I've acknowledged there is something wrong. Like I'm not okay. What am I going to do about it? You know, like, so obviously, so one, acknowledge that, you know, yes, this is real. I'm not going to just side um, swipe it anymore. I mean, I'm sure you guys, this is, I don't know if I'll ask you guys as dudes, but like for girls, Mm. you know, like, we'll, if it's somebody I know I can trust, then yes, absolutely. I can, I feel like I can go, well, it's been a hard day, but most of the time, um, life is just busy. And so when somebody says, Hey, how are you doing? Even if I'm not doing good, an easy way is like, Oh, I'm doing okay. Like I'm doing okay. You know, it's, Oh yeah, it's no big deal. Like I'm just stressed out of my mask and I, like cry myself to sleep every night, but it's no big deal. <laughs> I don't know if it's like that for dudes, you know, with, mm am I, am I hitting on something or is it, is that the same? Like if you're busy, it's just easier to say, I'm fine. I mean, really my only question now is, are you crying yourself to sleep every night? Like, do <laughs> we need to talk I about that? Uh, <laughs> this sounds like a cry for help, Rachel. We can stop this recording. and, and <laughs> We can have some group counseling. Yeah, right, right. We can call Brooke and see if she can jump on this. There you so. go. Yes. There you go. <laughs> exactly. No. Okay. So, so this is the next part. I, I'll be like super, um, tra- well, I'll try to be super transparent here. We know it's risky when we ask for help because, right. um, we could, you know, depending on who that party is, that means being vulnerable with them. And this is another subject. That's why finding, um, someone you can trust or a safe party. Um, it's, it's important to, to bring that to somebody that is a safe place, safe person. Sure. Um, but Brooke said this a couple weeks ago that you cannot be an objective person in your own life. Right. Meaning that when you are struggling, you need help. You are, you are needy. You, you cannot do this completely on your own. And in America, we definitely have this pull yourself up by your bootstraps straps mentality. But I think also part of it is just our own pride. Yes. But knowing that it's also going to take time and Mm -hmm. it's going to probably take, it's probably going to cost something like, (laughs) whether that's money or your time or, you know, your investment to focus on crying out for help. But, um, I mean, quite frankly, in my own life, I was partially joking about crying myself asleep, but also partially not because, um, just some things in my own life that I had pretended weren't a problem. Um, I am, have always been my whole life, a big advocate for everybody going and getting counseling. Like, mm. you can't, like don't be embarrassed to go get counseling. It's the best. It's the, it's the best. And, um, I had really not gotten much myself because mm. one, it's going to take some time and two, um, it's going to probably cost something. Um, and not that I don't think that it's worth it, but it just takes intentionality and being yeah. willing this is worth it. And so, um, back at the beginning of the year, I just felt the Lord really strongly say like, these are some things that you have pretended like are not an issue and they are affecting the way you're 
thinking the, you know, they're going to turn into something much bigger if we don't address this now. I want you to go. And I was like, I don't want to. Like, I I want to use this money on something else. Or I, I it, again, the time thing. Um, and so kind of went partially, but went very intentionally started back this week. And I just have to tell you all, it, it is the best, one of the best decisions I've made this year. Like, awesome. Hands down, hands down. Not not just because oh I can work through my issues, but because somebody else, like we said, is bringing godly wisdom, and they they are having that that objectiveness to see things that I can't see to consider. Um, they're bringing clarity, and a lot of us can. Well, I say a lot of us. We can't do that by ourselves. We need mm-hmm. the help and the wisdom of others. So I'd say for sure in that second step. Um, is is asking for help with your yeah. and and we said counseling, but again, some of that too can also be feedback and coming to somebody and saying, "Hey, what's it like to be on the other end of me when I'm right. angry, upset, depressed?" I digress, but anyways, you guys get the idea. Hey guys, Rachel here. We're gonna get back into some more practical tools in just a second, but for a minute, I wanted to remind you that. If you know of somebody who needs to hear this message of hope and peace found only in Jesus, you can share it with them, whether on Facebook, Instagram, through text message, however it works best for you. Social distancing does not have to disconnect us. We'd also love to hear from you in the coming weeks. So if you have specific questions or topics you'd like to hear us cover during this COVID-19 crisis, we're going to stay fluid and flexible and break away from our normally scheduled series. So send us a message at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And finally, I'm sure you already know, but Mercy Talk is a donor-funded podcast. So if you're able to give in this turbulent time, you can do so by going online at mercymultiplied.com. This not only helps us to continue sharing free content and resources like this, but helps us to share the message of hope and healing found only in Jesus Christ with those in our residential counseling program. I'm so glad that you brought that up. And in a funny way, you kind of took the wind out of my sails because I was actually going to speak to the the, the personal experience I've had as well in the uh, counseling context. Yeah. So uh, in addition to doing uh, marriage counseling with my wife, I have been fortunate enough um, to start individual counseling mm. as well. And just to reiterate and underscore what you've already said, when you have that intersection of somebody who's professionally trained and can speak objectively into your life and into your wounds and into your hurt and into your, um, you know, into your current life state, who also brings the uh, biblical foundation, scriptural piece. Um, Those two things together working in that counseling context are really going to set you up uh, for growth, actual growth. Um, and so I'm just, I'm a huge, huge advocate for, for counseling as well, Rachel. Um, and interestingly, I think, um, you know, in one of the earlier episodes of this exact series, you guys unpacked some of the stigmas and misunderstandings of mental health. And I think what goes right along with that is, um, a a negative stigma with, um, you know, going to counseling for a long time, you know, maybe it was a previous generational thing, but for a long time it was, Oh wait, you're going to marriage counseling. There's, there must be this really big thing that's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Um, or you're going to individual therapy or like people automatically would go to the worst case, you know, scenario. Um, and so I think, you know, our generation hopefully is taking the right steps to kind of 
break from that, uh, from those stereotypes and those um, negative stigmas. Okay, so for our third point uh, in this episode in growing in our EQ, we want to talk about something that Caleb sort of teased earlier, and that's the continual process of learning. Learning to know yourself and God better are crucial for growing in our EQ. Why? Because emotional intelligence is all about learning to manage the way we're feeling in a way that brings life to those around us as well as to ourselves, not just one or the other. I think that's super important. Um, it's, it's for both those around us and ourselves. Mm -hmm. So how can we do this if we don't know what we're feeling or why? And obviously this goes back to the first step that we covered earlier. Um, now this last piece though is a little different because it involves taking the time to ask some questions, right? So what energizes you, what drains you, what annoys you, what are you passionate about and why? Um, learning more about ourselves in these areas can be very revealing as to what triggers us when we feel sad, angry, hopeful, lonely, or any other host of emotions. Um, and this, this is a really important, um, step. You know, I, I hope the men listening to this episode don't get turned off by this, this, this exercise or this practice, because it can, um, it can be very, very freeing to just take that intentional time to sit down and actually ask yourselves those questions um, introspectively. What, what is giving you life right now? What's wearing you out? You know, like really get real (laughs) with yourself. Um, so the next part of learning involves diving into our relationship with God and learning about what he says, uh, about us. And like I mentioned earlier, this is a lifelong process. So learning more about his character and his desire to bring freedom to our lives is only going to serve to combat the lies that we daily face when it comes to our emotions and our mental health. Um, You know, there's lies that we grapple with all the time, like, oh, nothing's wrong. Or if anyone really knew uh, you, the real you, they would leave. Um, Or another common one is God can't handle your mess. God can't handle your brokenness. Um, So this can be done in so many ways from uh, to, to combat these lies, from reading the word to prayer to two-way journaling, godly teaching and counseling, or even practice silence in his presence. Um, But here's the key to whichever one of those that I listed that you commit to, that it's continual, that it's consistent. Yeah. I'd add that, you know, there's a lot of uh, EQ resources out there, a lot of podcasts and books. Yeah. Uh, A couple of years ago, I read a couple of books on emotional intelligence. There's uh, TED Talks, there's even classes about it. Uh, and so take some time to dive into those. That can be a, a huge asset in learning how to, how to work through your emotions. And um, thing is, don't, don't be afraid to say, I don't know. Don't be afraid to say, you know, I, I, I need to learn, you know, learn something. Uh, go and learn about it, you know, research <laughs> stuff, you know, take yeah. everything in that you can. Uh, you know, learning involves a, a great deal of humility. You know, in, even an admission of wrong at times in order to acquire new knowledge, you know, what, what was right, what wasn't, you know, um, am I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so the good news is here that uh, you know, God does not despise, you know, humility or even a repentant heart. You know, Psalm 136, it says, uh, uh, though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble, but he keeps his distance from the proud. Yeah. 
That's good. That's good. And I think Brooke said this a couple weeks ago about the humility piece, about mm-hmm. her, for sure about the learning that even something as simple as as posturing yourself in a from a place of curiosity um, mm-hmm. can be a big help in that learning piece. Because again, it does, you're right. It, it's, it basically says, I don't know. Um, will you show me or will you, will you teach me or what I thought I knew was right before is not. So will you kind of show me the way, but right. I think being curious is a very, I mean, we all can do that, right? You know, genuinely asking questions, um, right without being critical or skeptical because we know that we have not, we don't have it all figured out. And so I love what you said about Ted talks and podcasts and, yes. and, you know, nerding out to that. Absolutely. Cause there's so much to be gained. I mean, I was even listening to a, an EQ one, you know, emotional intelligence one the other day on how, when we, um, as you know, humans figure out these things for ourselves, like, okay, what you said, Julian, I know, um, what energizes me, what drains me. I'm, I'm being open to hearing feedback from others about what it's like to be on the other end of me when I am, you know, in those ways, continually learning that, that influences everyone around us. So whether that's our friends, our coworkers, um, you know, our, our boss, especially our kids. I mean, oh my gosh, learning about how, when you deal with the stuff that is going on inside of you, <laughs> how, mm-hmm. you know, one or two things, if you don't deal, it's going to influence your people. If you do deal, it's going to influence your people. So it's just how, which way you want to swing there, whether it's going to be, um, you know, a positive m- impact or it's going to be an impact that's going to leave a lot of wounding. So, um, Julian, I don't know if you have any other things you want to throw out there as we close this out, but, um, yeah, I would just well, encourage you like Caleb did to learn about it. Yeah, I just, I love that Caleb said to, it just encouraged our listeners to not be afraid to ask those questions. And I, and I hope that the men, the, the husbands and the fathers um, in particular who are listening to this um, really sit up straight when, when Caleb says that, because I know it can be a tendency, especially of husbands and fathers um, to want to be the fixer and always have the answer and always be the problem solver. And those are not inherently bad traits or tendencies, but in an area like growing in our emotional intelligence, there has to be this level of humility and admitting mm. that we don't always know, but being willing and eager to want to learn. So I'm just so grateful that um, that Caleb positioned yes. that question at, at the end there. Um, I think it's so important. So good. So good. I love it. And on another note, I don't know if this has been mentioned um, before in in, in other episodes, but, um, you know, there's a lot of studies that point to emotional intelligence being the leading um, cause of success in your life more than, you know, anything else, more than, you know, how hard you work or um, IQ or anything else. EQ is what, you know. Yes. Does it. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about, it's funny you mentioned that because I I've kept coming across that as I, you know, we were prepping for this podcast, um, and not to dislike. Okay, if you're a genius, that doesn't matter. But if, right. you, but if you think about it, I mean, say if you're, you're a genius at, who doesn't know how to deal with people. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Because you think about, okay, if you're on the job and you get really, um, you know, stressed out or enraged when somebody you know, messes up or you guys have a miscommunication and you can't, you don't know yourself or how to handle those emotions and it comes out on everyone around you. Yeah. You're right. right. You ain't going to keep a job for very long. Right. 
So right. these things are actually really not about like lighting a candle and and singing kumbaya and meditating, although you can do that. But but it's really about knowing like so Julian said, does. <laughs> see that green flame in the corner you, you, you <laughs> just you just outlined my entire ritual for uh for getting to <laughs> for, for learning about your eq exactly <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. oh my gosh but yeah it really does and you even said this earlier julian about how managing our emotions so that it brings life to us and to those around us um yeah. and you're right caleb i mean if you can't if you if you have all the knowledge in the world but you have not learned how to work through these emotions. It's it is going to be very hard to um, to live the way, <laughs> not just to have the life you want to have, but it's going to be very hard to function. On that note, thank you guys for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Thanks that for having us. To do. Yeah. Oh, anytime. And we are um, heading into some fun territory. We're still going to be looking at uh, just lessons learned ways to thrive instead of just survive as we come into this these summer months but i'm really excited for what's coming up and just looking at how are we good stewards um with this quote unquote new normal you know that's the word the phrase i keep hearing and it is i mean it's different than life is different than it was back in february when we first entered into uh to the season that we're in so join us for a new month here back on Mercy Talk. We'll see y'all again next time. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com. <laughs>